0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 197. That's 197. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. Unfortunately, for everybody who's just tuned in, there's no gummy bears theme. This week, However, I have had some some recommendations and to be fair, quite a few compliments for that incredible intro last week. That good that when I was messing about at Southampton during the game, I pressed the wrong button by mistake and the Gummy Bears theme tune came on at 1-1. Everybody's looked around in the press box, turned around going, what is this idiot doing? I'm like, oh,
1: stop, 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 stop.
0: Ah, Joe, Joe, Joe! What a difference forty-five minutes makes—or oh, oh, mainly for our sanity. I say, what a difference forty-five minutes makes. Does it make a difference? Does it make a difference? That's what—that's what we'll be discussing today on uh, on episode one nine seven. But mate, most importantly, how was your Sunday? Was it? It was a long Sunday for you. You decided. I, I went the night before. You decided to. Um, to to do it all in one day. That's, that's a long old trip, and like you say, at half time that that's a that's a pretty miserable, cold, miserable, windy, rainy trip to make back. But you know, at least uh at least you had a little bit of relief um for that second half and, and going back. But what time did you set off, mate? That that's a long old journey in one day.
1: Yeah, it was a twelve hour day. So it was I set off at quarter past seven of the morning, mm. um and then got back in the house at about Half seven of the night, oh. um, so yeah, it was quite. It was good. Uh, yeah, express work. and start. Express and
0: start. Pay you for for a time and a half, don't they? On Sundays. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, the the journey itself wasn't actually as bad as I thought it would be. I, I had in my head that it was more three, three and a half hours, but it was like about two hours and forty. So that was that was decent. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that there was a. A shift at half-time to make the journey. arm am a bit better because yeah, I would have been stewing on that first half, and if that had carried on into the second, then it would have been a bleak uh, journey back. But uh, yeah, it was it was all right. And then I got got arm and I slept soundly, and uh, it was a decent day in the end.
0: Maybe should should have come down the night before. A little bit of um, little bit of food. Mister S- Mister Spears was staying in the same hotel, so um, obviously I had uh, well. I- <laughs> I was getting there early because there was supposed to be Shrewsbury and Walsall games, but then, then Walsall was called off the day before. Shrewsbury was called off 45 minutes before. Yeah. And uh, so it was just, yeah, a little bit of a nap in, in, in juries in Southampton. Although I must admit, mate, I go in there, it's only 40-odd quid or whatever the night, and I've gone into my room, and I'm, I've got all my layers on, so I feel fine, put the TV on. And then... An hour into it, and I've got like the the heat on like twenty eight, and it's freezing in this room, and I mean freezing. So I've gone downstairs, and I've gone, mate. Like, it's absolutely any chance of changing rooms. He goes, oh no, 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 sorry, sir, we don't, we haven't put the heat, we don't put the heating on. What? I'm like, I'm like, you do, you don't put the heating on. And he goes, well, yeah, because we're we're only at five percent capacity, so um, we don't we don't uh, we don't put the heating on. So oh there's there's an gosh. electronic heater. Uh, that we've got uh, ready to go. So he just gave me this electronic heater They've got them like lined up because they know they're gonna be complaints to the to the four people who are staying in the hotel and uh, so, so yeah, I've got this electronic heater. I'm like, bloody hell. I mean, what about if you're old and elderly getting up the stairs and you know You're into your room. And it's, it was literally and I like a cool room. Don't get me wrong But this was this was frigid. This was horrendous and um, so yeah, did the villa game, uh, Spears ordered a little bit of food, he ordered a little communal area, he some Greek on Uber Eats. I ordered a bit of Thai, mate, a little bit of chicken tomka soup, some some um, some spicy beef salad, a little bit of coconut rice. Oh delicious. A little romantic walk on the Sunday before before kickoff, mate, on, on the on the mar- on the marine, on the harbour, get back and uh, and you you'd already got there before us, so <laughs> we're obviously yeah. taking too too much time. Well, yeah, I, I
1: just I don't know. I, I if I can, you like to get there early, don't you? I just I just like to get there and just get back and go home. I, I don't tend to do that many hotels. I am doing one now in a couple of weeks. Oh. Um Newcastle because that is an eight o'clock kickoff on a Saturday night. You and can't beat
0: that. Can't beat an eight o'clock kickoff on a Saturday night, baby.
1: And. I don't fancy getting back in the house at, like, four in the morning, five no, in the morning. No, no. Um, no one so, wants that. So, I, um, yeah, I am actually going to stay in a hotel for that one. I think it's a, a Best Western or something uh. like that. See, the problem
0: is with hotels, though, is obviously the bars aren't open, so you can't have a drink. So when we when we got back on, on Sunday, obviously Valentine's Day, so you haven't seen the missus all day. So yeah. get a few cheeky, skinny margaritas, mate. Absolutely delicious, by the way. Delicious. Got a new tequila, which is the Rocks tequila um, that he's he's which is actually very, very good. It's got a good, good recommendation. So we, we polished off three-quarters of a bottle of that on the evening with some sweet potato crackers. I don't know if you've done this before. <laughs> Do you ever... Do you ever do, we, we so we do drunken zoom now. So not that we fat. It's like it's like a zoom roulette, uh, not chat roulette. By the way, that's a completely different yeah, thing. So, yeah. You know, do, you oh, there's a few sites on there back in the day, and um, and uh, yes, yeah, so, so we don't know who we're going to call, but we try and call a couple of people. We've had a couple of drinks, have a bit of a chat. No one answered, mate. I don't know why. Maybe they see us at that time and go, oh, leave that alone. Do not do not press answer. But, uh, yeah, that was the night, mate. That was the night and uh, plenty of water because I'm getting old these days. And uh,
1: <laughs> I felt all right the next day, to be fair. I don't think I've had a drink in 2021. Have I, you? Not I one alcohol average. beverage? I don't think I have.
0: Are you a, li- are you a lightweight? I, don't, I haven't really gone out with uh, you. in
1: uh, you y- y- are one to talk. No, I so said, are you a lightweight? I'm a lightweight. I'm a massive yeah. lightweight. <laughs> um, I'm not... <laughs> I don't think i you know, I could handle it back in the day when I was going up town and, you know, in Faces, uh, Friday night, Saturday night. I mean, if it was open on a Sunday night, I would have been there.
0: Really? Like three, would you do three and three nights? Yeah, I yeah. would, yeah. A Sunday, mate, Sunday night in Faces, I mean, if if, I, I, if it was
1: open, I would have done it, yeah.
0: If yeah. you're on the hunt for a, for a lady and you've gone out Friday and you've gone out Saturday and you're back in Sunday, you know, you're struggling that weekend. <laughs> so... I, yeah, but I don't know.
1: I just I don't enjoy drinking from home really. Mm. Um, I had a few beers over Christmas, but then I had Covid, didn't I? At the last week of Christmas into New Year, yeah. yeah. So then I, I just do fancy having a drink then. So you, I don't just tr- drink,
0: you don't enjoy drinking at home. I mean, I don't drink like I know a lot of people have like beers in the fridge and never drink every day. I'm not that mm. kind of person, but maybe once a once a week or once every two weeks on a Saturday or a Sunday, yeah, and have a cook, I have a glass of wine or
1: something. No, you, you, not, I used to be like that, but now I'm just like buying extravagant pop. <laughs> so that's like my, that's like on oh my tree. God so, God. so I'll go, I'll go and
0: get. What's some an like, extravagant pop rather than pop? What's extravagant pop? Like, like do you go from like into the cup Let's go, let's go mental with a with a dandelion and burdock. I tell you what, I tell you what,
1: <laughs> let's throw the budget out the window. Let's go cream soda. South likes cream soda. I'm not. Oh, I, don't I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't. I, don't, I can't. I can't do like what? dandelion bird bird either. That's like. It's that like, medicine-y burp that I yeah. quite like? No, no, we don't like nah, that. I like Iron Brew. I'll like get like a big bottle of Iron Brew as a treat, or a big bottle of Doctor Pepper, or some kind of Fanta fruit whiskey. I
0: feel like if you get a big two-liter bottle, though, by the time you've got through five hundred milliliters, it's gone flattish. That's yeah. why I'd rather yep. pay triple for a smaller bottle and uh, and have it all and enjoy it as, as the fizz is at its max.
1: The c- cans, cans are the way to go. We usually get mm. cans. Mm-hmm. Drinking out a can is just better. Yes, so so, no, I so, agree. so rather getting like a four pack of beers. Mm. now, mm. I'll just get like a like a eight pack of like Pepsi Max Cherry or something like that. <laughs>
0: that <laughs> oh, I tell you what, that, mate. That, that when, is... Whenever you have your your <laughs>
1: official house yeah, just
0: just uh, just let me know, mate. I'll I'll be straight round mm. with a with a pack of Seven Up. Goodness me. Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd love that. Yeah, I <laughs> you would. I know you would. Thought would be great. Yeah. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll, but one of those where I, I'll I'll go for a drink and I go oh, where's you? And I'm like, yeah, I've gone after 45 minutes, but at least I've shown my face. But well, there we go. Uh, Southampton one, Wolves two. Anyway, uh, look, <laughs> I mean, I mean, goodness me. After after half time, it was very quiet on social media, Joe. Very quiet, very right, chilled, yeah. very relaxed. Uh, and look, you know you can understand people's frustrations because after Thursday night, and, and that team selection, we'll come on to that later on, and then you rest all your, inverted commas, big guns for Sunday, and they were horrific. They looked like they'd played three games in four days, let alone had a break uh, to be rested for the, inverted commas, big game. So uh, they were awful, and, and you know everything was going was going right for Southampton. They were playing a, you know, a side that... Had, lost so many games in the premier league on the bounce going into this game and they looked like they were flipping arsenal liverpool man city and, and chelsea rolled into one and it was because wolves were allowing them to play like that it was disjointed their heads were down uh, it was a matter of time before before southampton scored i, I think uh, i mean great strike by danny ings but you know they could have they could have had two three four more and they were, to be honest thank goodness it was only 1-0 at half time with that second half comeback but uh, it was um, it was pretty gross, wasn't it? That
1: first forty-five. They looked like a bunch of strangers, really. They looked mm. like they'd never played together. <laughs> there was just now, there was now semblance of a rhythm or or any kind of real organisation or anything that you expect from a from a from a team. Really, it was just a bunch of individuals uh, that that were confidence stricken. Simple five-yard passes were going out of play. Um, I mean, Ruben Neves actually since admitted that he had a horrible first half, and you know, f- fair enough, to, you know, to him for owning up to that because he was just kind of ballooning him out of play, and then yeah. giving the ball away multiple and conditions,
0: times. Conditions were shocking. It was like torrential rain at times and windy, so it wasn't like you can bang a forty-five-yard diagonal across. That wasn't those conditions, but you have got to adapt better than that.
1: Yeah, well, South, Southampton didn't have have that problem because they they were they were pressing high, they were playing nice short sharp stuff, uh, you know, kind of flicks around the corner that were coming off, and the and the gap between midfield and defence was was astronomical, really. That you know, Ings and Redmond were able to kind of just run at that at that back three time after time. no kind of midfield protection, and as you say, the the only real saving grace was that it was just one nil and um thankfully, things kind of flipped on their head for the for the second half, but it was a yeah it was an awful first half and 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 the complaints on social media were were completely justified
0: yeah i mean um so what's gone on at half time as as Nuno, i mean Nuno said full time that he didn't he didn't raise his voice he didn't he didn't shout, he didn't he didn't go ballistic but I can't imagine he's he's gone around and, and hugged each each one of them. I mean, there's, there's got to have been some words or some 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 football boots thrown in people's in people's faces at half time because that was a that was night and day. I mean, it was an astonishing turnaround. And yeah, okay, they might have got a bit lucky with the first goal, but to be honest, Joe, I don't really care about whether whether it's a goal or not in VAR these days because it's an absolute lottery. I, 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 I don't care whether it, is, whether it is a penalty, whether it's not a penalty. You know, it's toss a coin, hope for the best. And if it, if it evens out at the end of the season, then I'm happy. I'm not going to... I'm over discussing incidents and whether it is, whether it isn't or not. As long yeah. as you get one and then you don't get one, but then you get the next one, it's fine. But at the same time, Joe, like that, that, is, a, that is an incredible turnaround. And it wasn't just one player or two players. It was two a man. They were <laughs> astonishingly better.
1: Yeah, just quickly on that decision. I mean, it can be seen as harsh from a say phantom point of view. But Wolves had Is it Kilman at Leicester earlier yeah. on this season? You like could go back and back. So, go back so, into so, last season, you know, yeah, when they, were, yeah, they yeah. were
0: minus ten points or whatever, ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so take. Wolves were, you know, if, I uh, don't uh, care. Adju- I let them complain. Adju- it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. Yeah, um, but yeah, as you say, to a man that they were they were so much better, and it was mm-hmm. kind of a little tactical tweak from Nuno to get Neto onto the right and then Traore was not really on the left they were kind of he was playing more in that inside channel really as yeah. was as was Neto and and by doing that you had more people around Jose who, who I still think he's, he's struggling a little bit but you had more people around Jose you had Neves actually having people in passing distance, if you like, where he could actually get the ball to them and then support attacks Mm, as well. mm. It allowed Samedo and and Johnny the freedom to actually get down that flank and rather than getting in somebody else's way, get down those flanks. I mean, Johnny kind of set the town early on in the second half by winning a couple of early corners and it was like, oh, something's going on here then of course Samedo gets the shot in which is blocked by Bertram for the penalty it was just they'd gone from as i say a bunch of individuals that were confidence stricken and looking all over the shop to a well-oiled machine and everything kind of fell into place and made sense you know yeah, right. get, getting them more inside allowed Neves to do it, it just all kind of the, the jigsaw kind of came together and everything everything blended into one and um Surely that's the blueprint moving forward now, and hopefully from the start of games as well. I mean, you know, you're talking about points of improvements. It's been absolutely ages since Wolves scored the first goal in a game. So if uh, if they can tight that second half and apply it from the off in the in the weeks moving forward. But then hopefully they'll be onto something decent.
0: Yeah, I think eleven out of the last thirteen or something ridiculous they've, they've conceded the first goal. But like you say, Joe, you know they came inside. You know, uh, yeah, they did swap flanks or whatever. But they, it wasn't flanks; they were coming and and they, they were they, that the. the the gap between that central midfielder and, and the wider players in Neto and triori they bridged it because there, were, there was a moment, I can remember two, two moments actually in that first half, one that Dendonka pass that went out for a throw-in where you just go, oh my god, and the second one where Triori tries to beat his man and he literally kicks it 10 yards ahead of him and it just rolls out for a goal kick and you go, Jesus, but they were hugging the touchline. And when you've got when you've got two central midfielders who were, who were struggling in confidence in in Neves and, uh, and Moutinho, and then you've got Neto, who's trying his best, but he can't do everything. And then you've got Adama playing so wide. Of course, someone like Jose is going to be isolated because there's such a massive gap. And then you've got some big glutes in the middle for Southampton. You're going to struggle. You're going to struggle for service. And I still think for Jose that he hasn't had the service that he should be getting, really. And hopefully... Um, we'll discuss, you know, going into into the Leeds game that he does get the chance to to maybe get a few more chances because he's not really getting chances in games. That might be because of his movement, but I think because of the shape and the way that Wolves have been playing, he hasn't allowed himself to get in those positions because they haven't been creating too much. So, so it was such an important forty-five minutes, not just for not just for this just for the season and for new for the week that he's had, but also going forward. I think Joe, um, where, where do you see, where do you see it with? With the, the kind of inverted wingers or the inverted wide men, do you think that this is here to stay? Do you think they'll, they'll revert back? Do you think they'll be or, or constantly changing now and, and seeing
1: what happens? Well, I, I think they should try and find a, a system and try and stick to it and have some sort of continuity. I think you can look at the the problems Wolves have had this season, and I think you know when you're chopping and changing every week and you don't know what system you're necessarily playing, you don't know what players are playing. It, it doesn't help. You know, you just uh, there was a time, weren't there, a couple of years back? Was it the start of that? Was it the start of the first season or the second season where Wolves named the same team thirteen matches in a row, yeah. and you just kind of knew what you were getting. And I, I, of course, I think there did come a time where people had started to work Wolves out a little bit, but it, you want to try and get some sort of consistency, and I think that may be the way to go. I mean, we we alluded to it on the podcast last week that. At the start of the season, the talk was about let's dominate possession more, let's be more on the front foot, let's do this, let's do that. And the the thinking behind that was having Neto and Pedentz as those inverted wingers, if you like, and just kind of playing more centrally rather than hugging the touchline. Um, And that, had, as I say, had been abandoned and Wolves had become a counter-attacking team that just weren't attacking. But... um, we saw that again at, at Southampton at, at, at Long Last, really, and the, and the plan at the start of the season to to, to be to evolve and to, to add another string to their bow. It kind of, you know, it was the first time we'd seen that for for a while, and it was actually a reminder of what the goal at the start of the season was. You know, to to evolve Walsie style of play and make them a bit more different. So I think you know that hopefully they can stick to that for the for the rest of the season. Um, you know I don't think they've really got a great deal to lose um you know they've they're up to 12th now and three unbeaten it's crazy how as you say 45 minutes can can change things so if they've got to try and find some consistency to to take into into the summer and a, a proper pre-season hopefully, to work with the players whether you you know you would pull the trigger then on a forward at the back or whatever but you've got to try and find some consistency and just at least some sort of platform to build on um, for, for you know, for the for the final months of the campaign, there.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Southampton were absolutely stunned, weren't they? It was like a massive yeah. sucker punch to them. Mass. Uh, have you ever been sucker punched?
1: Have I ever been sucker punched?
0: Yeah. Have you, have you ever got into like you know you go like you say if, you, if you're on faces, mate. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> have you ever got into a fight? Have you ever had someone come from absolutely nowhere and try and clock you for some reason?
1: Not uptown, no, no. It's um, you do get types though. Yeah you? you just get people yeah. kind of looking for it. Um, definitely. I am not I'm not a. am not a fighter. Oh I, I wouldn't I wouldn't stand a chance.
0: No mate. I'm I'm definitely not. <laughs> Although I, I I did get sucker punched once. This was um when was that? goodness me? I got to, I've got to get my dates right here. Let's have a look. Uh this was about 10 no more than that, 12 13 years ago now. Mm. And uh I'm in a club uh in Hull called the Sugar Mill. And uh, nice. um, but yeah, oh mate, a proper one of those clubs that you know they've got like ten different rooms and like four levels, like massive, a massive that, that, almost that, like that warehouses. Was, that was sort of like what Faces was like, kind of right. Yeah. So you can go off. So you got you, you know you got your R and B rooms and you got your pop yep. rooms and you got your main dance room and you got a quieter room if you want to have a bit of a chat and stuff. <laughs> so uh, so uh, so yeah, I mean back in the day, um, I obviously used to frequent the casino quite a lot and play a lot of poker and used to you know. I mean, I date a couple of the girls, the croupiers there and, you know, the, the valet girls. Anyway, there's one girl who kind of like been t- t- tweeting and texting or whatever, you know what I mean, just on, just on the sly. And she, he's, she's got a, a guy, you know, a boyfriend who works in the casino as well. But we all used to go out together uh, I mean just harmless flirting and we all used to go out together like maybe like 10 or 12 of the crew PAs and stuff and uh, and I used to play like poker like every single night there so obviously knew them very well so I went to this club and uh, you know we got up to the top and that's uh, I go back downstairs, you know, when you go and let like, your little wander on your own. Everybody does a yeah. wander on their own, don't they? Like, you yeah, yeah. These one crap, please, whenever. Because there's a bar that you might get served, it's a quicker drink, and you don't want to stand 10 deep. And there's what so, so I go a little wander, and I'm mooching around, and then I like, give her a little text saying, Oh, I'm downstairs in this little room. Um, and then she comes down, and then all of a sudden she's on the sofa. Yeah, you make, you, I don't know what you call making out or whatever now. You're like, Oh, go on, we'll have a little, little bit of a kiss. But, but been been leading up to this for a couple of weeks now. And then, knowing that a boyfriend's up the top room. So it's like seven rooms apart. It's like, he's not coming down. It's fine, you know. We've got a little cheeky one in the corner. It's all fine. And then from nowhere, literally in the middle of it, I get this smash at the side of my face. I look up and it's this Danny kid. It's like, just fuming. I mean, to be fair, massively deserved it. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Massively deserved it. But, but I didn't... I, I had ringing in my ear, but I, mean, I didn't go down because, I mean, you know, I'm, mid, I'm mid-pull at this at this stage. So uh yeah, that was that was my that was my sucker punch. I kinda like looked out, then he kinda like just looked at me and then and then just walked out and he got escorted out by the uh, by the bouncers and I'm like, well huh? fair enough <laughs> Yeah, I've I, I kind of I can see Son, Danny's- Sunday, mor- Sunday morning walk of shame for me at six uh, six thirty a.m. I can see Danny's point of view there. Maps, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people on here that were like a lot of people on social media like to clog me. To be fair, but Danny got me. Yeah, he's the only one. I don't know where you are today, Danny, but you know we didn't we didn't end up getting married. To don't worry, pal. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> oh dear. Right. Anyway, where are we? Okay. Um, yeah, mate. Right. So, so you know, at the end of that game. Uh, Nuno, massive embrace, huge embrace. I mean, he's he's very much, um, you know, they all celebrate together and they have the huddle and they have the team ethic and I I get all that. That, That's that's what they do and it's very important. They're very tight knit. But there was an embrace with with one of the members of his backroom staff and uh, seemed very long, seemed very emotional. and you know, Nuno kept it private afterwards. He didn't want to say too much about it. It's obviously been a difficult period of time for Nuno. as It's with everybody in this country, but especially for for someone like that being away from his family. And you, know, you can't really can't say exactly why that was. But um, it seemed like um, a lot of relief at that at that full time whistle.
1: Yeah, it was um, him and Julio Figueroa who had quite a uh, a long hug. And um, yeah, he was asked about it after the game, but he said I'd, I'd rather keep keep that private, which. Uh you know it was wasn't necessarily all that surprising but it's just a it's just a shower of emotion and um you know just as it's been you know a difficult period for everybody um you know watching watching Wolves to be honest over the last few months and you know not nobody more so i guess than than Nuno because you know he he that everybody at Wolves has high goals and high ambitions and of course Nuno is at the forefront of that and to have had this period of underperforming and bad results and, you know, poor performances will have, you know, and especially when he's away from home and he, he'll probably be stewing over it a lot in his spare time as well. And there's not really, I guess, that much of a of an escape, I guess, from um, it, it. It is, there is going to be times when he, he's emotional and, uh, you know, I've, I've got nothing nothing wrong with that at all. I, I think I'm all, all for it, really, you know, showing, you know, human kind of emotion and I think that's, I think that's, what people want to see, and I think people can understand it completely. And um, you know, he, he, he when he spoke to him after the game, he, he did seem, you know, he didn't give too much away, but you could sense the sense the relief as as he could for 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 everybody of of a wall's persuasion. Really, of, of course, it was a it was a big big win. Not in not in terms of like it's going to mass, massively change, I guess, the season because. You know, as we said last week, Wolves are going to be Wolves are going to be fine. They're going to be in that middle of the pack, and this win doesn't necessarily change a huge lot on the grand scheme of things. But in terms of morale and in terms of confidence, and you now perhaps finding just a bit of something to work with for the rest of the season, it was it was a, a, a you know an uplifting victory, and um, yeah, hopefully that can, as we say, be a sign of of better things to come now.
0: Yeah, look, there's, there's been a lot. There's been a few games this season. Of course, everybody wants to be back in the stadium. Of course, they do. But there's been a few games this season where you think, "Oh, I tell you what, you're best off staying at home." <laughs> yeah. um, but I did. It would have been incredible to have some away fans at that end uh, on Sunday to see an individual piece of absolute brilliance from nothing, absolutely nothing. That is something that um, I'll remember for a long time. I think it's without shadow of a doubt goal of the season for me from, from a Wolves point, point of view that I've seen this season. And just, uh, I kind of, I had, a, I had a chat, I was having a chat with, um, with Spurs actually before this game, I, as well as Neto's done, and he's been the, by far and away the best player this season, by far and away. He'd only scored four goals. You know, yeah. which is a slightly surprising when you think, oh, well, you maybe want it to be double that at this stage. Really, you want to be really on, on seven, eight goals, I think, and some assists from where, from from the performances that he's yielded. So the fact that he's he's done that and scored what is just a sublime goal. I mean, I've watched it time and time again, and I can't get enough of it. It's absolute genius.
1: Yeah, it, it's incredible. I mean, on first glance, I kind of looked at the keeper at McCarthy, and I thought. You know, is he got to be doing better yeah. there? But then, yeah. the more you watch it, it's just be, it's beyond him in a flash. He just yeah. can't, can't, he can't, react. he can't, react. can't get His hand up in, in time? No, no, no he, he's just completely powerless because he's hit it with that much power. And you, you think, oh, if a keeper's getting beaten from a tight angle like that, they've got to be culpable. But I don't think you can point the finger at him at all. It's just a, it's just an incredible strike and just something that left him completely perplexed, really, and and everybody in the stadium because, you know, once he's. He's had a look up, hasn't he? He's got it onto his left foot, mm. and you think, right, he's gonna, he's probably gonna look for Jose here, yeah. And then even when he turns past Vestergaard, you think, right, low cross across the face, tapping for Jose, but kind of Jose kind of stays where he is, and Neto just thinks, Oh right, I'll throw a caution to the wind here, I'm gonna do it myself, yeah, yeah, and then just absolutely smashes it into the into the far corner, and you know to to even think about that goal is one thing but then to pull it off is is an, is another he, he you know very few players would even dream about scoring that type of goal no um, and it takes a player that has got a got a shed load of ability but got a shed load of belief in themselves as well and Neto is is a sensational talent and he knows it i mean that that's not to say that he's arrogant because he's not but to be a productive and you know effective wing player attacking player you've got to have that gumption about yourself that kind of i'm i'm going to take you on i'm going to win this game i'm going to put it on my shoulders and have that a uh, little bit of an ego about you i guess you know what i mean it, it, it's it's channeling channeling in the right way but you you know to be a top attacking player you've got to have that swagger about you and of course uh, you do you've got and, to have a
0: bit of arrogance I think. I, yeah. I think I think that's very important to do that
1: and and Neto and Neto has got that, you know. He he he's um he, he knows what he can do. He trusts in what he can do, and um you know if you were looking for a an example of his talent and his belief and his his potential still, um that 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 was it in a nutshell. Because as you say that that's surely that will go down as goal of the season. Of course, Martini have had a great strike against Arsenal, but in terms of an, an oh, actual. Yeah. An actual piece of kind of individual work and something that really kind of leaves you kind of gobsmacked, then I, I think that, that that's got to be the one. I'll, I'll, I'll be very surprised if that's uh bettered in these last couple of months.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I kind of tweeted you know during the game saying that uh, kind of like tongue in cheek, I was half tongue in cheek really saying a message to folks and I said, you know, literally keep Pedro Neto at this club give him whatever he wants and you, 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 your future is secure and there is undoubtedly going to be offers for Pedro Neto uh, in the summer. There 100% will be and it will be um, mainly because I think, well, when you're a, a top class player, people are going to be interested but also when they look at Wolves and they look at last season, they see you selling, you know, Jota and, and Doherty, there'll be a lot of other clubs who go, oh, hello, um, is, is Pedro Neto available? Um in, I know it's not, not evident here, really, but in in America, especially in your 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 basketball and your American football and your baseball, you, you have what's called a, a franchise player, a franchise yeah. player tag, where you basically spend a massive part of your budget on a play, on a massive deal. Um, for me, like I say, half-tongue-in-cheek, I would, if I'm Fosin, I'm Jeff Shee, I'm Nuno, I'm saying... We gotta keep this kid at all costs. And and not want to say keep him for one year or two years. You gotta give him whatever he wants, keep him down, pay him the money he deserves, and build this team around him because he is sensational. This isn't a flash in the pan. This is a kid who's come in from halfway through last season, really, and shown time and time again that he is he's he's brilliant, he's absolutely superb. I, I, Jota was my favourite player. Wolves, he really was, and I know he was going through a down a downward spiral. But you you could see the talent. We all knew how good he was, and then he's gone to Liverpool. And look, shock horror, he's injured at the moment. He's coming back soon, but he was he's been unbelievable for them to the extent where that front three could not be touched. And now you've got people two months ago saying, "Goodness me, when does Diogo get back to to sort this team out?" You know, these these are the these are Premier League champions here, and they're desperate for him to come back. That's how good he can be on his day. I think Pedro Neto could be better. I really do.
1: Yeah, and I mean he signed a new contract didn't he, quite recently. Yeah, but it'd, yeah. But it'd, but it'd be interesting to see whether in the summer whether the <laughs> yeah you know, absolutely a few months into it they say is is another one. Um, be interested, you know, to to see whether that happens. But as you say, I think um, you know if wolves are to 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 progress and hopefully have a better season next time around it, you know keeping him seems essential i mean of course there, there will be interest but you know hopefully you can kind of um in entice him to to stay really and, and as we've said in in a in a couple of weeks you know previous anyway to to kind of center the team around him really because he he's the, he's the star um what i would say joe
0: is and I, I don't see this happening at all. I really don't. I, I really don't. But Jota went for how much? 40 million. Was it 40 yeah, million?
1: 40 rising to 45, I think.
0: Yeah. If for yeah. some reason, you know, with the, the, the transfer dealings going back and forth and Neto was sold for 40 million or 45 billion this summer, that's when we'd see a revolt. We would see a fan revolt on folks, and I guarantee you, because they would go absolutely nuts. And I think I think that they know that they they know that you know they've they've sold some of the players. Some have worked out. Some haven't worked out. Um, but I think that surely, surely they wouldn't. They wouldn't even think about about selling someone like that.
1: One 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 now one now because you asked me the question the other week that what would be the monetary value that you. would that you'd put on Neto in the summer, and I, I didn't want to answer the question, and I still don't, I, I don't, honestly, mm. I I don't know if you really can put a price on him at the minute, I, I don't even want to entertain no. the idea, of of him, potentially being out the door, because, you know, 40, 40 million, 45 million for Jota, yeah, it's a lot of money, but, you know, it did set Wolves back a lot, you know what I mean? They, yeah. They, they lost a key player who scores so many goals and sets up so many goals. And, you know, this season has been, on the whole, a, a real kind of step back. And it, selling one of your best players plays a major factor in that, especially when you have injuries on top. So, um, yeah, I, it would take something, like, proper astronomical, but, like, yeah... Anything, you know, I, I I don't even know what figure it would be to be honest, but I, you've got to try and keep him at all costs.
0: Um, look, I mean, thank God we got a win, Joe. And look, seven points in the last three games from nowhere. Uh, you know, against three going into the game, Arsenal, albeit played against nine men in that first half, was atrocious again. Um. But Arsenal, Leicester, and Southampton. If you're saying seven points in those three games, you're biting your hand off. Not 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 just yeah. now, but I think at any point of the season, really, you know, when, whichever team you got out, you take seven points from nine all day long. Um, they still dropped a, a ball, though. They still dropped the ball. For me, going on that Thursday night, I, I, that's unforgivable for me. And it does. It will not. That will. That result will not change the fact that that was a major mistake. And uh, we talk, talked about it last week. We're not going to go over it. Um, we talked about it post-match, and, and thanks for all the, you know, the nice comments and stuff like that. I think a lot of people of you enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I'm still very, very frustrated and feel that when we look back at the season, we knew where Wolves are going to finish, you know, within one or two places. And, and hopefully, maybe, you know, on reflection, maybe at the end of the season, when you look back at it, Nuno might say, look, I made a mistake. I made a genuine mistake, because we all know that was a mistake. And he probably knows that was a mistake. And maybe he's just read the room wrong, or maybe he's got maybe he's got a reason why he did that. But for me, that was still unforgivable for for the season, which really, realistically, is is going is going nowhere.
1: Yeah, I mean beating Southampton. I mean, it was it was it was good 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 victory and a pleasing victory and in, in the in the manner that it did it. But he didn't, you know, right the wrong of of, of last week. Um, that, that that still stings and. You know, you you do look at it and you think, well, if we did what what they did in the second half, and you know, and, and actually kind of went for it, then then they could have you know beat them in the league and been in the uh, in the semi in the quarter final, sorry of the of the FA Cup. But it, yeah. I guess I guess that's gone now. Um, it, it's, it, it, it's yeah, gone.
0: yeah, it's it's gone. Which you know, it's fine, and we'll have to watch Southampton play Bournemouth. I think a week on Wednesday or third or whatever it is, or Saturday. Um, so so, Joe. Wolves twelfth, uh, thirty points from from twenty four. Obviously not going down. Um, Fulham eight, eight, eighteen points. Uh, I mean, that, to be honest, Fulham, I quite like Fulham. A good was res- a good result against Everton and uh, Newcastle. Should be looking over their shoulders, I think, uh, yeah. because they could they could be um, right on right on their heels pretty soon. But uh, look, twelfth, Joe. Where where does this season go from here? Uh, what what can what can Wolves be looking for? Um, I mean, Leeds come on on uh, on Friday. If they beat Leeds, they leapfrog above Leeds um, to eleventh. They are currently, sp- oh, Everton have got games in hand. They're seven points away from seventh, remarkably. Yeah. Um, now I'm not saying they're going to finish seventh, but seventh has been good enough for a Europa League spot, as as Wolves is well known for. Um, but Villa are six points behind them. Uh, can they win? Can 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 they finish above someone like a Villa, um, someone like a Tottenham, someone like an Arsenal? Who are you know only like I say three or four points be, uh, behind them or ahead of them? Sorry, or uh, is it twelfth as good as what they could got? They can think or top ten? Is top ten where they want to? You know what? What are they? What are their aims and goals for the rest of this season?
1: I think if they can sneak into the top ten, that would be decent from where they find themselves now Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be surprised if they finish above one of the big uh, teams really Um, I think yeah 10th you know could be you know with with a good run finish there Mm -hmm. I think where they are now is relatively you know I think that's kind of roughly where they will be Yeah. you know maybe two places above but I, I think you know that kind of Edging towards the top half, I think that is probably where they're going to be because, they, they, you know, well they have still got players coming back from from injury and that uh, uh, you know Jimenez hopefully back before the end of the season and stuff like that. Um, you know, it still isn't a, a massive amount of you know depth freely, and you know that the, the the problems of having so many youngsters in the camp that is still prevalent really you know if they are to have one or two more knocks then you find yourself in the same situation of where the bench is made up largely of young players who are very inexperienced and are going to blow hot and cold so yeah i think if they can keep this 11 uh well 12 13 i guess with Marcel coming back in you know Perence in a, in a few weeks hopefully same with bolly then i think they can push for the top half but if they are to have a few more niggles along the way, then, yeah, it'll probably be about where they are now. So do you keep
0: playing your best team, Joe, and and and, and try and win every game, and and playing, putting your best, te- you know, your best eleven out, or do you say, okay, well, we're, we're not going down this season. We're not. We're not probably not qualifying for Europe. So this is the time to to change, to to experiment, to see what these loanies are really like, to see what formations we can play next year, and and try and get accustomed to a shape that maybe we can't. Maybe, maybe three games ago we couldn't play what we wanted to do but if Luna wants to go to a four next season um, you know now those three results have allowed us to, to maybe reshape it knowing that we might get beat we might have a bit of a, a you know a, a poor run but it's not going to harm us in the uh, and in fact it's only, it's only going to help us in the future um, you know maybe short term uh, disappointment maybe for the odd two or three games as they're, as they're learning different formations and, and he's knowing more about his players but, but long term gains uh, you know going into next season
1: no, I lean more towards the first and just play play your best team and just try and win as many games as possible. I mean, you know... the, the there's, a, there's been there's been a fair amount of experimentation anyway, really. I guess you know the you know Fabio Silva has had a lot more game time than he would have presumed that he would have had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kiana Hoover has had a fair amount of minutes in the end, of, especially over kind of over Christmas for somebody who's still eighteen, coming nineteen, I think. You know, Newry as well has had a fair amount of minutes. Um, Vettini probably less so, and obviously Gibbs White hasn't had many since he's come back, but. You know, I I think if you can play that kind of team that you played in the second half against Southampton, I mean, it was interesting that Marcel came on before Ait Nuri. That suggests that Ait Nuri is now third choice at left Mm. wing-back. So, you know, I think um, kind of just use that approach in in the second half, especially against Leeds. Obviously, we'll get onto it a little bit more, but try and fight... Fight fire with fire against Leeds. Leeds are going to come and try and attack and try and score goals and don't don't sit off and don't try and kind of take it to the error and then see what you can get. Just have that safe Hampton second half approach from the start against Leeds because if you attack them, you know there there, there will be there will be holes really. And even yeah. if it, even if it is a game against Leeds where it ends up a two-two or a three-three or something like that, which it could do. Mm. I don't think fans would necessarily mind that much. Because, no, you know, no, no. you know, a bit of an entertainment factor. If you see Wolves trying to, you know, play some progressive football as they did in the second half against Southampton, you'd think, oh, that, that you know, it's something to get a little bit excited about. So yeah, I'd like to see them play more progressive football, more attacking football, but not really at the expense of playing all the kids because, you know, as as, as we alluded to uh, last week after the cup. I think t- to be honest it- it's still very it's still too early for some of them and in the long run I'm, I question whether it, you know a few of them will be good enough anyway mm-hmm. so um, stick to the big guns as much as you can of course try and get a few minutes here and there you know I think Otiseri will probably like to have some more minutes um, you know Silver as well you know just to kind of yeah try and up his confidence a little bit mm-hmm. but not like to massive massive extent Down. you yeah just kind of chop and change the team try and find some consistency play a bit more progressive football and yeah I think that's a recipe Should we get into some questions Joe we've got some great questions
0: yes. this week great yes. questions uh, a few first timers as well which is which is good to see so, ooh first timers uh, first timers um, so um, let's go straight on Fred who was uh, birthday, so a birthday says so happy birthday to you Fred uh, Nathan do you think our season is going to be turned around now after the win against Southampton
1: uh, I do I- a proud with a little bit of caution. Know that, you know one win or you know seven points for three games doesn't solve all the Wolsey's problems. There are still problems there, as Nuno alluded to it. afterwards. They've got to start scoring first in games. They've got to start conceding uh, cheap goals, and uh, they've got to try and get one of the centre forwards scoring, whether mm. it's Jose or whether it's Silver. I mean, Haouzay for me is still the best option, definitely. But you've got to try and get them scoring goals. And, um, yeah, so there are still kind of areas very much that need addressing. Um, You know, it it was a a good sign, the the second half comeback, you know, that they've got the character and they've got that, you know, will to kind of come from behind still. But I'd like to see them not have to come from behind, you know, in the coming weeks. There are still definite points for improvement. Not, Not all the problems have been solved. Okay, John Littler says... How many goals
0: will we score before the season is over? Oh, I mean, goodness uh, me. Emily Neon.
1: Let's have a look, look at the title. Well,
0: look, they're, um, they've played 24 and they've scored 25 goals. I would like yeah. to see them double that and just finish up the season on 50. So, yeah. you know, so I think that's probably fair enough. So, so we've got 14 goals left. Let's score the other 25 goals in, in the next 14 games rather than the next 24. And I think that's, that's attainable, I think. Um, uh, they need to start I'm, scoring I'm, some
1: more. I'll go a bit lower. I'll go 45
0: I think they'll probably score a bit lower, but I'm saying that they should try and score <laughs> yeah. a little bit more. Um, um, Mars, Mars music show. I'm a yeah. first time, which is tweeting you this early. Okay, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, who do you both think will leave the club in the summer?
1: Ooh. Um well, on on more so on the on the fringes. I, I think I think Rudy will probably go. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioned that last week. I think he'll go and play some football for. You know, for the last few years of his career, been a brilliant servant, brilliant figure in the dressing room. But I, I think he'd want to to go and go and play somewhere if he can. And then the onus would be on bringing perhaps a, a younger keeper with potential, whether that's Sondergaard or somebody from the outside. Um, I, I think Gibbs White as well is one that either on loan or on a permanent basis if a decent um, permanent offer comes in. I'd uh, seriously entertain that because not only just from a Wolves perspective but from a from a player perspective he's got to that age now where he needs to be playing regular football and you know he, he he's gone from a What's his market back- value Joe?
0: Oh, on the track, oh. it's difficult to say. I mean, English young coming through. I mean, it'd be interesting to see the kind of scale. I've got I've got a figure in, in my head. Go I on. might be way off. Um but you you're buying on potential as well as what someone's done in the championship and obviously I would say probably between eight and ten million.
1: Yeah, I, I think that would be fair. And I, I, if something came in of that, I'd, I'd probably I, if if I got if somebody offered ten million, I think I'd probably take it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you have got probably people shouting out saying, you "Are joking? Are you?" But I think that you've got to realise, you know, young English. You have got to look at the quotas these days, and the fact that he has he, he he was very very good in that championship, and a very good championship player these days can quite easily be eight to ten million. And you've got you know a sell on value as well because of his age. So I think you put all those, you know, all those things together, and 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 obviously pay, paying a premium for British players. And I think that he probably would be at that, even even though he struggled at Wolves and struggled in the last, you know, couple of seasons and had a few, you know, issues on and off the pitch. I still think that you, you could easily get eight to ten for him.
1: Yeah, so I think Ruddy Gibbs White, um, and then not not all three of Vitini, Nuri, and Jose will be signed. I'd imagine only one of the three.
0: Could you see honest. zero? Could
1: you see zero being signed? Well, yeah, 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 maybe. I mean, if if Jose doesn't start scoring, then you know, maybe they'll, they'll look for some some somewhere else. So. Yeah, i would be very surprised if all three of them are still at the club uh, next season. So yeah, I think that. And then of course, Romain Ice. He's he's mm-hmm. out of contract in the summer. The, the club I've got a year option, but I'd imagine that will be taken up. Oh, but, it'll
0: definitely be taken up. Even but, if even if they don't see him, because they're going to get some money for him. If they're going to, that's what so, they do all the time, don't
1: they? Yeah. So, but you know, there's a good five players there that are kind of on the fringes. So way. what about
0: Adama, Joe? What about Adama? Obviously, yet to sign a contract. Um, I think that they'll obviously try and sit down with him at, before the end of the season, if not at the end of the season. Uh, Wolves have, have 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 let big players go for for decent money. If yeah. um, if if Adama's not particularly happy, and and there's you know there's, there's some big offers that come in uh, with them looking to to make, and they're going to have to sign some quality this year. that they, they can't avoid not signing quality this year. It has to happen. Could you see someone like a Trioribin the big player that that Wolves sell as a bit of a makeway if they can raise £40, 40 million quid for him?
1: Yeah, potentially. I um, mean, you know, be careful about doing that because we mm-hmm. saw what happened with with losing Jota and yeah, and 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 the, and the repercussions that it had. But if they were to look at that, I think he'd props be the one that they could lose with the least damage, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you're looking at probably Wolves' three prized assets at the minute are Traore, Neves and Neto. Um, yeah. you'd, you'd say, really, they're the three. Um, and, you know, I think Neves, even though he has, hasn't been the, the Ruben Neves of, you know, kind of... Blow away proportions. He's still scored four goals since the turn of the year mm. and, he, and he's, he's contributing a fair bit in the middle of the park now. Mm. Um, Neto is the superstar, as we say. Mm. Traore is a fantastic player, but you know, you ultimately look at his goal and assist return, and, and I know that's not all his faults because he hasn't had a number nine of proper calibre to work with. Yeah. But, you know, you have got to look at that and, you know, he's a player that with with his traits and with with the, the things that he brings to the table, you know, you've got to judge an attacker, I guess. You know, a large part of their output is their goals and their assists and mm-hmm. um he's he's yet he's yet to register either in the Premier League uh, this season. So I think, incredible really, isn't it? Which, I mean, it, which is it incredible yeah. for
0: a bit, but still
1: so, so in the summer, you you've kind of got to look at that and you think, right, we we trusted in him with mm-hmm. him and us coming back and perhaps mm-hmm. you know kind of bringing him more reinforcements and right we'll start to see you know Adama be more productive in terms of goals and assists again. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's um, I wouldn't want to lose any of them, but you know I think if um, if there was a situation where they had to lose one, mm-hmm. you know, I think you could argue that Traoré probably be the one that. Had have the least damage, but it would still have damage, and you'd have you'd have to have an awareness on getting somebody else in, and you we know, kind of. But yeah, um, hopefully it doesn't come to that, and they can kind of keep and and, and build on what the build on what they've got. But yeah, we'll we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see them all stay. I'd Love to see Pedenz, uh, um, You know, you got Raúl back. You you got Traoré. You got Neto. You probably bring one more attacker in as well. I think it could be brilliant. And you need a squad like that. You need to have some quality around. Um, and I think I think that would be that would be superb, right, Joe? We've got to, we've got to absolutely slam through these questions. Can you slam through them for me? Slam okay? dunk. Okay, slam here dunk. we go. Really, let's let because let, I want to get in as many as possible in the next five or six minutes. Paul Chapel, uh, I'm a first timer. Nath, do you think that journalists are too concerned with being friends with their audience and their subjects rather than being objective and truly produce the quality of work we all crave? I think this is more about I think this is more about asking Nuno post-match questions I think a lot of people like ask him this ask him that ask him that now I think that a lot of people do actually ask Nuno these questions they just phrase them differently to what I think some other fans would would want them to be phrased and there's there's got to be a certain amount of respect there as well when you're speaking to the manager Um, but there's a lot of people that you know he got questioned massively you know not just after Southampton but post-match you know sorry after the Southampton Cup game but post-matching um, on Sunday, about the midweek, and you know, I think that there are questions that are asked that are probably not phrased in the way that maybe maybe fans would like to see them phrased.
1: Yeah, no, no you've got to you've got to strike a, a balance. You yeah. can't just like disrespect people and stuff like that. As frustrating as it as it is. Um, no I think we're completely objective in, in what we do I mean you, you look at some of the pieces I've done this season I haven't mm-hmm. held back in my opinions mm-hmm. um, if I think a performance has been bad I've, I've called it out called it out as such and um, no I don't, I don't think you know of course I um, you, know, are, 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 you know a, a bit a fan of Wolves but you know you have to kind of try and you know turn that off in, in, in some respects because you've got to try and be as objective and and um, as balanced as possible, but you know, I don't ever go into a into a press conference or um, or a piece thinking, oh, oh, I better not write this. So mm-hmm. It's it's you know, you got to call it as you see, and um, you know, people will pull me up on my player ratings all day long and stuff like that. But once they're out there, they're out there, and you've got to stick to your opinions. And well, um,
0: people will agree, people will disagree. Well, then such is the nature of the yeah, exactly.
1: Not fans. I don't expect. People to agree with everything that I write because that would be boring. Um, but you know, uh, uh, but equally, you don't have to uh, you know call people clueless for just for having a uh, having a different opinion. And it's so, not just it's uh, yeah. not
0: just that Joe. You could be harsh with with players, like that, you know, as well. And and you know, some of them read some of the stuff, some of them don't. You know, some of the club will be not happy. You know, with with a, with a perspective, and they might they probably know a little bit more than than, than you do. You know, with behind the scenes and off the field, etc. But you know. End of the day, that that's just the nature of the beast. I can remember, I can remember when some of the players, I think there was, um, I think Ryan Bennett wasn't very happy with a mark and kind of blanked someone in the tunnel because he gave him a six out of ten in a player rating. You know, it's yeah. just you, you can't you can't please everybody. And uh, like you say, I think do a decent decent job of being as objective as possible, but also having respect for the club and 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 you know the the club we're covering. If we're slating them every single week, and if, if they deserve to be slated, they'll be slated. It's simple as. But we praise them a lot in the last three years as they deserve it. But this year the main mistakes, the main mistakes, you can see the mistakes they've made. And I think I think quite rightly they've been they've been panned on certain occasions. And hopefully we're writing hopefully we've been waxing lyrical about them for, for many, you know, many years to come because we all want to see Wolves do well. Yes. Uh right, Reggie, um how many more matches before Jose scores his first goal and how many goals does he get before the season ends? Well, Reggie, I mean this depends on I, I guess the return of Raul as well, which you know could be could be at some point, you know, in the next hopefully month or two. um If Raúl does start, you've got to think that I mean they might play two up front, but I'm pretty sure that Raúl be will be the main man with maybe supported by a Triore and a, an Anetto or a Pedence and Neto or you know one of two of those three. So. Um, oh, the time might be running out for him as well in the next month or so for him to get going and, and start scoring, like you say. And, and on the back of that, Joe, Zach, um, good to see you, Zach. I haven't heard from you for a while, mate. Um, he's kind of saying, is it time to be ruthless? Uh, can't see you spending £60 million on these three low knees. So you know, it's up to all three of them. And maybe Jose, the one who's playing at the moment, um, he needs to he needs to, to get a few Premier League goals if, if they're going to consider him, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, In terms of games, it'll take him probably one one or two, maybe two. Uh, Maybe up at Newcastle, he'll score. I don't know. Um, And I'd imagine he'll get two or three before the end of the season. Um, His lack of goals so far... He's having a lack of service, but I think he could be he could be doing more in terms of okay. movement. I mm-hmm. think he's a li- I think he's been a little bit static in the last mm-hmm. couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like what I saw from him in the first few, yeah, but I don't think he's closing down with enough intent. I so know that's probably not necessarily his game so much, but he, yeah, when you when you plan up front on your own, you have to conserve your energy a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, a few have made the point when Silver comes on, he's, he's harrying defenders straight away. Is where Hauser is a bit more conservative in his approach. I think. How's I can get himself about the pitch a bit more and make yeah. himself look a bit more busy yep. and in, in, in that way hopefully score a few more goals. Dean Marston,
0: if you could pick one player from the current bottom three to cherry-pick the end of the season, who and why?
1: <laughs> Matthias Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, doing doing the east to the, uh, to the South Bank, yeah? With fans in there? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I, I don't know. There are some good players in those teams. Um but I don't know, Pereira, a type. I guess that it could be a, a bit of a mm. ball carrier and a bit. more but we flex- likes
0: him. We, we like him. A good player. I, I, yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. But I think ball, it-
1: ball carrier is flexible. He could play on 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 you know on either side of a free. Could you know if you really start trusting in that spearhead? I guess in 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 midfield and want a bit more quality there. He could play in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I, I I like him. Um, you, do you reckon? Or... Yeah, uh,
0: Adamola luckman for me, mate. I'm a really massive fan of him. I think he's been absolutely superb this year for he's Fulham. A good I know every, everybody will remember the penalty uh, that, that he took uh, for Fulham that was saved and uh, horrific. But uh, look, he's he's playing week in week out. Kind of plays that left hand side. So I know you may be thinking about Neto, but then we're talking about inverted wingers and and the way I, he can play. He's got the talent to play anywhere across the front three for me. And yeah. uh, I think you know he's, he's on loan at the moment. Uh, goes back to Leipzig, and and uh, I would. I'm sure there'll be a few suitors for him. Of course he came from came to Everton, didn't he? And a big money deal a few couple two or three seasons ago I think and didn't really do too much there, but he's gone back. He's he sorted himself out and uh, I think he's been excellent. I would love to see him as a Wolves player next season. I think yeah. he's a great option going forward.
1: I've just had an, another quick thought. Well, It'd be on. interesting to see what, day. what market value that Mitrovic would have now. I know I, I, I know he's had a I know he's had a poor season. And, um, mm. you know, he's not really done much for Fulham. He's not been in the team. But if mm. you you know... It, if you're looking if for that, backup to Raul. If you're looking for backup to Raul and how doesn't score goals, I know yeah. he, it, it maybe wouldn't be the sexiest signing, but he's somebody that has always troubled Wolves and looks mm. very good against Wolves in the past. And if mm. you're looking for somebody who offers something different, you know, maybe after the season he's had, he, he'd, he'd look for a way out of Fulham. Mm. And maybe you could get him in a in a you know a fairly a fairly good price. price. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know there's probably better out there, but you know it's just just something to bear in mind because in the past, oh, I think you know this this stage last last year we were thinking, oh mm-hmm. Mitrovic, he'd be class. Mm-hmm. So I don't
0: know. Yeah, Premier League goals as well. So you so can't be um, knowing where the back of the net is in the Premier League. Stu says, uh, will you stay at the Cecil Hotel for your next visit to L.A.? Uh, Cecil Hotel. Uh, from what I remember, it's, about, it's got about 15, 16 deaths in there, haven't they? It's like shocking. I think it's uh, one of the uh, I think American Horror Stories, one of the seasons is based at the Cecil Hotel. But, but mainly, Stu, no, I won't be, because it's a two star hotel, Stu, and you know me, come uh. on. When I'm going away, there's no way in a million years I'm saying anything but five star on a holiday. Um, you know four star push but but I mean you know I, I want to be pushing four and a half to five if I want any kind of luxury so no I won't be staying although there are, there are some lovely hotels some lovely hotels in LA um, steeped in history uh, the standard's very very good um the four seasons of course is an excellent one. There's there's some there's some lovely ones on Rodeo Drive as well just off it. Um one with a certain pretty woman was filmed that at the bottom. So I think it'd be only recommendations for LA. Great place to be fair to it. Uh Santa Monica if you want to stay there though, because you don't want to be in the, right in the middle of the city. Michael Dixon You mentioned the post of a business and then probably one of the main reasons Joe uh was not replacing Kevin Thelwell and he said replying upon relying upon Jeff George and his contacts. Do you know if there is any plans to replace Kevin at all, or leave the structure as is?
1: Well, they've effectively replaced him with Scott Sellers, mm. um, but it'd just be nice to kind of maybe hear from Scott or hear from Jeff on Scott and and, and the process that. I know they, they they announced it the other week and they kind of talked about what it, what it is, but just just a little bit just a little bit more, just to kind of emphasise the point really as to why they've they've done that and because you know initially when uh kevin fellwell left they, they were they were going to advertise um the, the the post and then the 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 pandemic happened and you know it was decided that you know it's probably not not the best time to be to be recruiting you know from from outside when when all this is going on so that was shelved and then obviously scott kind of had more responsibilities and then has taken on this job job title but um yeah just to just to kind of hear from that whether it's at the end of the season where they can just explain the thinking on, on that a little bit more then uh, yeah I think that would be that would benefit everyone really
0: okay uh, we're running out of time guys unfortunately yeah. so I'll, I'll try and make Go these on. last three t- or
1: four t- ten, se- 10 second answers 10 I'll, second what, answers okay I like that yeah. uh,
0: it'll take me longer to read the, read the questions out yeah. uh, first time question uh, why hasn't the general narrative about our poor spell included recognition of a 13 month 60 game season last time with no break going into the one was always going to take its toll physically and mentally
1: it has. We've referred to it a lot. Yeah, it's. Um, we, I mean, we,
0: it's. 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 It's shocking, isn't it? Really, the amount of games they've had, and you can kind of kind yeah, of understand a bit of a down.
1: You can't have excuses. Excuses. You can't put it all on that. But we have referred to that, and you know, made made mention of that a, a lot. So yeah.
0: Uh Craig says uh, with the interest in Pedro Neto increasing among other clubs do you think that there is amount the amount of portuguese players he has around him will play a role in hopefully keeping him at the club or do these kind of things really make a difference when money is involved
1: um well i guess jota had a lot of portuguese around him and you know uh, off oh. Yeah. I think it
0: helps when you initially come to a club, especially it, yeah. when you're used to, doesn't it? When you're native it, that, tongue, but he's, he's an individual now, isn't he? I mean, not an individual, yeah. isn't He's a very team player, but I mean, he's, he's Pedro Neto now, but he's not just, oh, as the young lad is coming up who needs a little bit of coaching, he's, 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 he's a talent in himself.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I don't think it would be a huge fact, factor, really, I guess, in, in whether he, it's whether he's playing and whether the team is centred around him. I think that's mm-hmm. the, 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 the key issue.
0: Luke Brereton, uh, which goal was better, Neto versus Southampton or Ebanks Blake versus Charlton?
1: Ebanks Blake v Charlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that is maybe my favourite goal ever, though. For, really? For, from Wolves, yeah. Just because I was like a kid at the time, and I just yeah, I used to I used to think Ebanks Blake was like the the, the dogs. I used to think he was class. <laughs> so uh, so so yeah, I'd, I'd probably just just out of kind of you know nostalgic reasons, I'd probably go for. Ebanks Blake,
0: Paul Mansell. Uh, how do you rate Cody's chance of starting for England next month?
1: Uh, probably, I don't think he will. Uh, not not with the reemergence of Stones um, at, at City. I think he'll be back in the fold and back in the England mix now. Mm. Um, can you see Gw- Cody going to the Euros? Yeah, I can. I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think you. I think he will go, but I think he'll be in that kind of. Um, Reserve role, yeah. Really. Reserve
0: role, motivational, looking after you know, and still organizing. Yeah. I think he's a great one for Gareth Southgate to have by by his side as well. To be you know in the camp, and and I think he's earned it. And I think you know, good luck to him. Maybe if that's his last appearance in England shirt, sure, or maybe comes on in a, in a in a dead rubber and he's not starting, but can be in and around that camp and go to his, his, go with his country to European Championships. I mean, what a, what a fantastic turnaround in a career, you know, from from three or four years ago.
1: Yeah, well, I think Southgate sees Cody. You know, sees a bit of him in in, mm-hmm. in Cardi, doesn't he? Where mm-hmm. Safe Gate was kind of that guy who used to yeah. go to the tournaments and be that kind of first reserve, dependable if he need, mm-hmm. needed, but play that role in the background. I think I think that will be what what Cardi's dream it will be. Uh, Richard, it's taken,
0: why is it taking Nuno? Why is it taking this long to realise wingers hugging the touchline and wing backs tripping over them with deep line midfielders was leaving our single strikers so totally isolated? Our goals from open play inside the box must be pathetic this season.
1: Yeah, I guess it worked in the past because Jimenez is that special that he could thrive despite having that lack of bodies around him. He could just kind of do those moments himself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how many goals have we just seen him have where he's just kind of plucked it from out of nowhere and then just smashed it in. And I, I, I think that's the difference in having a proper class striker who can thrive in those situations by himself mm-hmm. um you know because it worked with Doherty and and, and, and Trey O'Reilly playing on the wings and uh you know Johnny and Jotta. So uh, yeah, it's just it's just adjusting with the times I think.
0: Adam says uh, if we lost that last game against Southampton I felt that Nuno could have been sacked Do you get that did you get that feeling or would you have been surprised if he had?
1: I didn't get quite get that feeling, but I, you know, I, I thought, well, if they lose, it's it's obviously a, it's a it's another backward step and a, a, you know puts puts some kind of pressure on. But as, as we said um, last week, it, it, you know, he's got still got so much credit in the bank, and um, you know, it, it, it's a case of whether they don't go again next season. That's when he'd come under the real pressure. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think his position, is. I, I don't think there's anything, anything over it, to be honest, at the moment.
0: Yeah, not for me, don't I think even if they lost, I don't think it would have even been considered, to be honest. No. Uh, Paul O'Connell, do you think Matt Doherty could return in the summer As his time as Tottenham has been limited? And is it something that the club would consider?
1: Uh, I, pro- I probably think that ship is sailed. Yeah, um, I think so too. He's yeah. in London
0: now he's earning big money you know he's not playing yeah. he's frustrated but at the same time he's made he's made the move to London now I think he's I think he'll be apart from the game time, be more than happy with with where he is and, and the club he's playing at he's yeah. in a capital beautiful stadium
1: big contracts at Spurs mm-hmm. and I mean with I was going there two nows they could mm-hmm. have a change of manager come the summer mm-hmm. and maybe flourishes under a new manager yeah. but yeah I, I, that ship's sailed yeah
0: Uh, Jazz first timer, and fellow parishioner of the same village I wonder if that's Yeah. any ideas when Wolves will publish the 2019-20 accounts because therein may lie the clue as to summer transfer plans
1: yeah it's um, it's usually like March April isn't it Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. about March time yeah
0: maybe about this time next month Uh, Brian Mantle are Wolves too nice in midfield do we need a midfielder enforcer in the mould of Keane Vieira type I don't really see Cody as a vocal leader in this team and that's the thing with Cody's that is that there's, there's very few leaders out there. I know Neves is vice-captain, but he's pretty quiet on the pitch. Um, you know, you take Ruddy, you take Cody out of that side. Well, no, Ruddy's not playing, but he's still a vocal person. You can hear him from three miles away. Uh, there's not a lot of voices in there, is there?
1: No. Um, unfortunately, Kane Vieira types are a, are a dying Yeah, I'd take one of them yeah, if available. That'd be uh, great. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love that. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely need for more bite in the middle of the park. And um, yeah, whether you, I think it's... Easier said than done, but um, the the midfield needs addressing in the summer. It's uh, you know they, they need more in there. Uh,
0: Jake Gallagher, do you think Silva is a better option than Jose at the moment? I feel like Silva tried a lot harder with his pressing and also gets into better positions.
1: No, I still think Jose is the better option, but I, I do think he needs to needs to start making himself a bit more busy. Because as you say, when when silver does come on, at least he's harrying defenders and mm-hmm. trying to make himself noticed a bit more. Whether that's youthful exuberance, but um, yeah, I think Jose can do more. He's not getting a great deal of service, but I think he's got to do a bit more himself to try and get that service.
0: Okay, we're we're flying through him. Come on, Chormley Warner, first timer here. Hello, Chormley. Uh, With the hate being directed at Fabio Silva on social media, and look, it wasn't just social media. I mean, look at um, Harry Redknapp's comments, I think, as well, uh, which didn't do any any good on on Soccer Saturday as well. Uh, What do you feel, think the club can do in the future to help young talent deal with the pressures he has faced so far?
1: I think that they wanted to protect him a little bit more this season. Just injury forced their hand mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. with with Jimenez. They, they should have they should have signed somebody else in in the summer alongside um, Silva. Really, they should they should have signed a, a more senior head uh, just in case there was really an injury or just to kind of bed him in a bit more. Obviously, they got that extra body now in Jose, but. Um, yeah, he's just kind of have less of a primary role. I think just kind of let him do his business a bit, bit more quietly in the background. Get get gradual minutes and a few sub appearances. Maybe when some defenders are tired,
0: last ten minutes, maybe get a couple yeah. of tap ins. Play your league cup games. That that kind of thing next year. I think. Probably. Yeah, just
1: try and have him less in the spotlight and yeah. and make it less kind of a a topic for discussion. Really, just yeah. kind of let him get on with his business fairly quietly
0: cameo appearances, bit of the odd League Cup, and playing a little bit in the twenty threes, and learning a year on the training ground with all these players, I think will do yeah. in the world good. And, and I'm sure they will. And Wolves are great about getting a, a you know an off season schedule. I'm sure they will be already looking into into bulking him up, getting him quicker, yeah, and making time. him. And look, he's 18. He's still growing. This kid in 18, when he's 21 in three years' time, you, you, he could be a completely different specimen. So you know, I, I think people need to realise that and just just wait on him a little bit. Uh, Angus Gill, do you think that Numpty? Nuno out, brigade, are more bothered about being proven right on social media than Wolves getting three points.
1: Yeah, there's some of these Nuno out accounts that are just like, even when they went, oh, well, that do- that doesn't solve the. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm still Nuno out. It's like, come on, just.
0: Mm. Who do you want in, though? That's the thing. Who do you want in, really? Be careful what you wish for. Bradley, uh, who does Joe. Why does Joe never rate Virginia? He's one of our best players at the moment, and also the what? only player I can think of who's not had one bad game this season, says what? Brad.
1: Uh, no, he's got to be tech in the make. <laughs> Um Andy no! Smith.
0: No, <laughs> what? what? <Not> a... <laughs> you're stunned, you're stunned. Oh. Uh, Andy Smith, sign Jose or no way Jose? Uh, on the fence, Jose. Oh. Spring Hill <laughs> Cricket Club. Nuno had similar number of changes for Wolves's Cup game versus Man City in 2017, and he did for Southampton game. Both to get into the quarters. In hindsight, do you think the reaction to his selection this time is more due to the underachieving this year versus the previous? Also, fancy mm. game of the summer. Springle, always always good for a game. Always good for a game. Let, get in touch.
1: You, you, you don't want me having a game. No, you don't, don't want, want you a game, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I've seen your uh, action. Uh, the, the Cup, uh, it's, but, yeah, more disappointing because of the opponents and, yeah, as you say, the, the season's gone, yeah.
0: Uh, and, that, and
1: that was the Carabao as well. I think people are generally less bothered about the Carabao than the FA.
0: Last so. question, last question. We got through it. Rod Jones, was that second half performance because of Nuno or in spite of Nuno?
1: Because of him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the most questions we've ever answered yeah. on this podcast. There we 34 go. 34
1: questions. So like the quick answered. fire round on Nevermind the Buzzcocks?
0: Yeah. Great show, by the way. i yeah. surprised that you, that you used to watch that, but I'm impressed. I like that. Good I, I like
1: watching all the old kind of clips of it. The, the, the more so, the Mark Lamar the stuff. The than, Mark Lamar uh, stuff, yeah. It was very so, good yeah, back in the day. The Mark Lamar the yeah. stuff is fantastic, yeah. But
0: then you put that stuff today, I don't know if it No, well, but, but no back way. in the day was, 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 was excellent. Uh, right. Yes. My goodness me, 70 minutes, 1 hour and 10. I'm so sorry, everyone, that we've gone with a bad job by me sorting this podcast out. But quickly, a preview to, to Friday night. So, there's I mean, there's, we've had Thursday night, we've had Monday night, we've had Wednesday night. Let's Friday night football. It's Wolves against Leeds. Uh, look, Leeds were Leeds were pretty much the Leeds that we we know and I think a lot of people love from the outside looking in this season um, against Arsenal. they you know, ship four, score two. Uh, they've drawn two games this season. Joe Wolves leapfrog, like I said earlier on in the podcast, over them if they win this game. Uh, They play one way. Bielsa plays one way. Uh, They're not going to change. We know exactly what they're going to get. Wolves have to come out for me and attack as well. They cannot sit back because if they do, they'll probably get beaten this game because they've got some magnificent players. Bamford's come from nowhere and been integral. Uh, Rafinha on the right is absolutely superb, but they've got an array of decent players um, who will hurt you. And if Wolves are, Wolves are not playing well, they will score goals against you. Um, and I really hope, especially with those, these last three and getting those points and seeing the table, they now relax a little bit and play. And we see Traore really attacking and running at plays because he could, he could have a field day Traore as well because as good as they are going forward leads, they're shocking at the back. The keeper's um, devoid of confidence as well. And I think this could be an absolute cracker. But as long as Wolves and Nuno puts them out that way to really have
1: a good game yeah fight fire with fire just just go for it and you know if leads are going to attack attack them just Mm -hmm. you know even if it's an end-to-end game and you know it's a bit bonkers (laughs) go go for it you know press them high try and get in their faces attack when you can you know don't just sit back and soak it up and you know i mean the beat leads away but that was a boring game weren't it Mm -hmm. really um and it wasn't a convincing win really but um yeah Go, go go against them and just do what they do and say, we're going to do it as well and uh, just see who comes out on top.
0: Uh, from, a, from a team selection point for you, Joe, I mean, it's great to see Johnny again getting minutes and, and more than 45 again. Was it 60, was it, on Sunday? Um, 60, 69. 69, brilliant. Uh, great number, <laughs> fantastic number. Um, you know, we could see that being, a, you know, hopefully, you know, with, a, with a, a decent break, that could be a full game for, for Johnny, I would have thought, um, or, or close to a full game anyway. Uh, on on Friday night, but from a personnel point of view, with players coming back and stuff, we saw Marcel return uh, to to come on for Johnny. Do you think that we might see anyone else, or do you think that it'll be pretty much the same team that that we saw against Southampton lineup on on Friday?
1: Pretty much the same team. I just guess I guess whether it's Kilman or Sayes at the back again. I think that's probably the. And the point of contention, but considering the one in the end I'd imagine Size keeps his place. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, wouldn't see I'd... you
0: couldn't see Marcel maybe on that left hand side of
1: the uh, of the three. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Just just with him just having had an operation and coming back. Obviously mm-hmm. it was a decent twenty minutes from him at, at Southampton, but you know, maybe that's something something got forward few- quite a lot as well. By the way, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, when he has been fit, he's 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 look he's looked good, but he's just been you know so frustratingly out for so long. And mm. when you have a small squad, you know, it is it is you know it highlights when when a player is out for so long. But yeah, um, yeah, I um I, I'd, I'd imagine it would be the same team really. Yeah,
0: and hopefully more the second half than the first half, Joe
1: yeah, inverted wingers and play play a bit more centrally and, you know, because Leeds, you know, if you're looking at an area for, to get at, it's probably at centre-half, you know, they, they've not really had a settled two really all season. I think Stroke's playing there at the moment with Cooper, um, but, you know, they obviously had White last year and they've never really kind of have able, been able to find a consistent partnership at centre-half. I even think Aileen ended up playing a little bit more centrally against Arsenal, so, um yeah, I think those that, centre-halves are there to be got at. And, um, you know, if you can have a kind of three-pronged attack of Jose Neto and Traore kind of going through the middle, then, uh, yeah, that would, be, that would hopefully bring success. It's Wolves against Southampton, Joe. Prediction, Leeds, against, Leeds. against Leeds. Oh, sorry, Leeds, yeah, Leeds. Yeah. yeah well, it could Leeds. be anyone, Anyone, anyone.
0: anyone. anyone. Just, just, as long as we've got a game of football and it's exciting, I don't care.
1: Uh, Wolves against Leeds. Prediction. 3-2 Wolves.
0: Oh, no, you've done me. That's what I was going to pick. 3 2 Wolves, yay. Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be goals in this one. I think this is going to be a sneaky, really exciting game. I'm going to say 3 2 as well. I'm going to say William Jose gets off the mark as well in a Wolves shirt. I think it's going to be a very open game. I think these last three games have allowed the Wolves to, to really go for it and, and put a smile on fans' faces. Hopefully, they do on Friday night. Joe, I'll see you at Molyneux, baby. Thank Lovely. you very much for listening, everyone. Thank you for everyone uh, listening last week as well. I think there's about that of you. Great. Keep. Uh, keep up, keep your feedback up as well and we'll, we'll try and incorporate in podcasts to come. Uh, from me, from Joe Grady Bye-bye.